Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Supernaturalism that occurred was stunning. The encounter that we had with the power of Jesus Christ and our battles against the forces of demons were intense. But as we always see, Jesus wins. Souls were delivered from years of years of demonic cruelty. Now this this happened not too long ago, high in the mountains. Outside of Salt Lake City, Utah, in a small city. Incidentally, Utah is the home of one of the fastest growing cults on the globe, which is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, commonly known as the Mormons. And incidentally enough, here in this country, in the United States of America, one of the candidates that's running for the presidency is a Mormon. Mitt Romney. And here we were, outside of Salt Lake City, high up in the mountains, battling evil spirits, encountering the power of Jesus Christ. And like I said, I'm happy to report that Jesus wins. One of the souls that attended our meeting was was Shad, a 29-year-old who spent seven years living in Beijing, China in order to satisfy his lust within the underworld of drugs, orgies, the occult, and Eastern mysticism. And after seven years of continual drug usage, including mushrooms, cocaine, marijuana, and a host of other drugs, delving into Satanism, I mean, he would literally commune with demons, delving into the occult, card reading, seances, Bloody Mary, fortune-telling, black magic, witchcraft, he even shared that, strangely enough, a Jewish fortune teller prophesied that he would have a heart attack, and he did experience one, and that he would be afflicted with diseases, which he did obtain. Chad felt like this warlock sent curses to him in an attempt to destroy his life. During those seven years, he practiced Buddhism, embracing in Buddhist teachings, offering incense in Buddhist temples, allowing monks to offer prayers on his behalf. He was also involved in self-mutilation, slicing his very own body. Experienced numerous, numerous sexual assaults by evil spirits who appeared to him as dead people, as zombies, and as African sex spirits. He indulged in numerous sexual sins and immorality of all sorts. And then he had to endure the hell 
the hell of seeing three young babies his ex-wife carried in her womb being killed through abortion. Chad lived a hellish life. And in that underworld of drugs, orgies, the occult, and Eastern mysticism, he opened his life to evil spirits. And we battled those evil spirits. We battled the powers of darkness. We battled the powers of darkness. And as you know, I've traveled to six continents of the world, 10,000 exorcisms, private and public. I've encountered a number of evil spirits, millions in fact. They battle. They like to fight. They war against the saints. But as, as I always share with you, my friends, Jesus comes out the winner. Jesus wins. And tonight I'm going to talk about these battles with these powerful spirits, the battles that we have with darkness on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience Deliverance. <laughs> What's up? This is Michael Tate with a reminder for all Jesus Freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. It's easy to dismiss computer-based social networking as a waste of time and resources. But like other media advancements throughout history, ministries, including the Voice of the Martyrs, are seeing value in staying connected via Facebook and Twitter accounts and hosting online discussion groups. For example, members of the Be A Voice Network are sharing prayer requests, reporting on conferences, and providing updates on persecuted believers from around the world. Are you plugged in? Got a story, prayer request, or burden to share? Your entry point is persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with news about another real-life Jesus freak. The year is 1079. No one will stand up to the tyranny of Bolslaw the Cruel, King of Poland. No one except Stanislas, Bishop of Krakow, who courageously rebukes the king. In response, the king sends soldiers to the chapel to kill Stanislas. When they rush in, swords raised, the bishop remains kneeling in prayer, and the men lower their swords. Hearing this, the king races furiously to the chapel, and he himself plunges a dagger into the bishop's heart. But in death is victory, as Boleslaw's own court unites against him, ending his tyrannous reign. For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. Starting tomorrow, 
October 27th and 28th, I'll be publicly ministering tomorrow, private meetings, but October 27th, 28th, Church of the Cross, public deliverance mission in Waco, Texas, outside of the Dallas area. At the Homewood Suites Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5620 Legend Lake Parkway in Waco. It's about an hour and a half outside of Dallas, south of Dallas. Saturday and, service, Saturday and Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. And we'll be conducting public exorcisms. November the 3rd, Public Deliverance Mission, Atlanta, Georgia. Hampton Inn and Suites, downtown in Atlanta, Georgia. International Boardroom Meeting Hall, 161 Spring Street, Northwest, in Atlanta, Georgia. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m., November the 4th. I'll be in beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan, holding a public deliverance mission at the Hampton Inn and Suites at the Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5200 28th Street, Southeast, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. And if you have an opportunity... Get to one of these meetings. I really strongly encourage you to get a hold of a family member, a friend, a work associate, somebody you go to school with who needs to experience deliverance and healing to get to the meetings here in Central Texas, October 27th and 28th, Church of the Cross, Public Deliverance Mission in Waco, which is just south of Dallas, Homewood Suites, Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5620, Legend Lake Parkway in Waco. Saturday and Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. It is free and all welcome, all invited to come. To receive a deliverance. Now, Chad spent seven years, seven years delving into the underworld of drugs, orgies, the occult, and Eastern mysticism. And after seven years of Satanism, communion with demons, involvement in black magic and witchcraft, fortune telling, seances, involving himself in Buddhism. Embracing Buddhist teachings, offering incense in Buddhist temples, self-mutilation, self-carving, being assaulted by sex spirits, indulging in sexual sin, and approving of three abortions brought this young man into darkness. We had to bow this darkness on his behalf. And after seven years of this and much more, Chad was desperate for Jesus, as you could imagine. We were ready to intervene. We were ready to battle these powers of darkness. We're ready to battle the powers of darkness with the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's what you need to remember today. More than anything else, when you're in a battle with the powers of darkness, the only thing that's going to overcome that darkness permanently, effectively, is the power of the gospel, which is the death of Jesus Christ. The shedding of of Jesus' blood on the cross. The death of Jesus Christ. The shedding of his blood. His burial. The power of his resurrection. The power of his ascension. The power of his second coming. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. He is the answer to overcome the powers of darkness in your life. So Shad was desperate. You would be too if you had been involved in... And many of these practices, and many of you are listening to this broadcast who have been involved in some of these practices, you're desperate. Well, your day of salvation is now. Not only to be saved, but also to experience healing and to experience deliverance. You know, I'm just, I'm in here in this makeshift studio here in Dallas, and and I, I'm the studio's right near a window. I'm looking out the window. I mean, these trees are just 
a, a major cold front's coming in. We needed one. It's been quite warm and humid here in Dallas. <laughs> I, like, I love this cooler weather coming in. I'm just looking outside. Can't wait after this radio broadcast to get outside and enjoy some of this cooler weather that uh, looks like uh, it's coming through right now. The wind's really picking up. But Chad, I mean, he, here's a young man with all the things he had been gone, he had gone through. He needed deliverance, and he was desperate. And within minute, moments, just seconds, just a few minutes perhaps, a place in a small cross in his palm, he could feel something burning in that exact place where the cross was placed. And soon thereafter, a demon manifested by the name of blasphemy. Blasphemy. I inquired how he invaded Chad. This demon spoke out of him and cursed God, cursed the Blessed Virgin Mary and the blood of Jesus. In other words, he spoke blasphemy. It's interesting how demons, and I've heard this on a number of occasions, where they hate the Blessed Virgin Mary. She's an integral part of the gospel. I mean, just look at the Gospels. Her obedience, her faithfulness to God brought forth the redemptive plan that's that's centered in the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Virgin Mary was chosen by God to play a part, and she paid, played a very beautiful, powerful part. And in November, I'm going to be doing some series of live global radio presentations on the subject of the sacraments, the power of the sacraments, the power of the sacraments, and I'll be um, dedicating one show, one broadcast on the subject of the Blessed Virgin Mary and her role, role in the warfare that we're involved in. Now, Protestants, for the most part, evangelical believers, have difficulty with the Blessed Virgin Mary. They they find talk speaking of her as taboo or, or a foreigner or unusual. It shouldn't be. She plays an integral, critical role in God's redemptive plan. Obviously, she bore God in the flesh. She bore our Lord. Let's never forget that. And she's blessed among all women. There's much to say about her life, her ministry. Under the Lord, much we can learn from her life, just as we learn from the Apostle Paul, just as we learn from Abraham and Moses. We can learn much about the Blessed Virgin Mary when dealing with the powers of darkness. It's interesting, the demons specifically mentioned the Blessed Virgin Mary, they hated the blood of Jesus, and they cursed God. And like I said, in other words, he spoke blasphemy. That was his name. We entered him at age 18 when he indulged in LSD. He, and, and we tell him he is a god, and he believed our lies. The spirit boasted gleefully. The spirit went on. Not only did he believe our lies, but she does too. The spirit pointed in the direction of Christy, who was in the meeting room too. She was a 24-year-old young lady who happened to be attending this meeting who was a Mormon? It's interesting. In many of our meetings, we have those involved in New Age, witches, occultists, members of cults attend at, that, that attend curious, just out of curiosity, 
they wanted they want to know about this whole idea of casting demons out of bodies. So they come, and here's Christy at the meeting, and she's witnessing this exorcism, this Mormon, where this demon is speaking out of her friend Shad. We're saying we entered him at age 18 when he indulged in LSD. We tell him he's a god, and he believed our lies. And it's interesting, the spirit went on and said, not only does he believe our lies, but she does too. Now, I knew what the spirit was referring to. Christy is a Mormon. And Mormons, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, deny the essentials of the Christian faith. Specifically, the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. So in essence, she believed a lie about who Jesus is, truly is. For Jesus is God in the flesh. The Mormon church denies this very essential, historic Christian tenet of our faith. They don't believe Jesus is God. The demon went on. She is bound up by mind-controlling spirits. As throughout the generations of her family, they have believed lies about Jesus. It's interesting. The demon, under submission to the Lord Jesus Christ, confessed that she was bound by mind-controlling spirits. As a result of her family for generations believing lies within the Mormon church. The, specifically, the lies about Jesus not being God in the flesh. And the demon went on and says, she won't believe that false doctrine is a stronghold in her life, and we are here to stay. As the demons laughed and boasted the fact they enslaved her family for generations. For many generations on both mother and father's side, both sides of her parents, Mormon theology was, was embraced. Thus opening doors to mind-controlling spirits that had blinded her to the truth of who Jesus is. God in the flesh. Perhaps you're listening to this broadcast. You're involved in Mormonism, Scientology, the Jehovah Witnesses, the Unitarian Church. I can go on and on and on. All these groups deny the essentials of the Christian faith, which places you outside biblical Christianity which also places you outside salvation, more importantly. You cannot be saved. You cannot be saved from eternity and hell if you reject that Jesus is God in the flesh. That's just a fact. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to God except through me. Now, he made that statement, the only way you can come to the Father is only through him because he's the mediator. And only a perfect mediator can make that kind of a statement. And who is this perfect mediator in Colossians? Allow me to share with you from the word of God. Colossians chapter 2. You see in verse, uh, let's look at, um, let's look at verse 9. For in Christ, Paul says in Colossians 2, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. The fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Jesus Christ fully, fully 
divine in bodily form. The second person of the triune God. That is why he's able to make the statement, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. He is the mediator. He's God's beloved son. He is the entry point to the Father, God the Father. He is the means by which you can be saved. The only way you can be saved is through Jesus Christ. And perhaps it's hard to comprehend because you need deliverance. Those mind-controlling spirits are blinding you. In the authority of Jesus Christ, I command those blinders to come off of your eyes, off your mind, so you can hear the gospel. Demons, let go of these people in the authority of Jesus. Let go of them in Jesus' name. Now, the scriptures clearly teach that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Just say, Jesus is God. Jesus is Lord. I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ today. I repent of my sins, and I worship you, Jesus, and you alone, as my God, as my Savior. Now, if you just repeat that simple prayer, you've been born again. And I would like for you to email me at j at jbartlett.org, j, j-a-y at jbartlett.org, and let me know that you prayed with me so I could send you a free New Testament. It's interesting, this, 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 uh, this young lady, 24-year-old lady, as we were battling the, the powers of darkness within Chad, the demon <laughs> laughed and laughed, talking about how they had her. That she was bound by mind-controlling spirits. And this went back for generations. As I battled the demons within Chad, it was quite clear who had the power. It was the true Jesus, the one who is eternal God. The demons acknowledged as such and bowed to Jesus, God in the flesh. However, they would often declare loudly, but she belongs to us. She has a false Jesus. I'm referring to Christy, the 24-year-old lady that was at this meeting. And that's something. She didn't have the Jesus of the Bible. She had a false Jesus. Do you have a false Jesus? Perhaps all your life you believed in a Jesus. But it's the wrong Jesus. You know, the, the Mormon church has a Jesus. The Jehovah Witnesses have a Jesus. The Christian Science have a Jesus. The Unitarians have a Jesus. All these various alternative groups have a Jesus. They present a Jesus to you. But is it the Jesus of the Holy Scriptures? Is it the Jesus that was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, who lived a perfect life, sinless, as the God-man, who was sacrificed on a cross, who shed blood, who died on a cross, who was buried, who rose again, who ascended to the Father's right hand, who is coming again physically and visibly. Is that the Jesus that you believe and embrace and count on as Lord and Savior of your life? If not, then you have a false Jesus. If you do not believe that Jesus is God in the flesh, if you cannot confess that publicly, then you're outside of salvation. That's why God's given you the opportunity as you're listening to my voice to repent, to turn to Jesus Christ.
you know, at this point with this young lady and this this young man, the Holy Spirit was dealing. It was very clearly evident that the Holy Spirit was dealing with Christy, and she could see firsthand that the power, Jesus, God in the flesh, that we operated in was far greater than the power by which she operated in. She started to cry, and I could tell she realized something was terribly wrong, and she knew it. The demons railed against her. We might not be able to stop you from preaching to her, but the stronghold within her is set, and she cannot hear what you're saying. Yes, there was a strong spiritual blindness, but there is no way out. As she saw, with her very own eyes, the miracle working power of the Holy Spirit. She was experienced. She knew deep in her heart. Yes, the demonic control was very, very deep, but it takes one's will to cooperate to be free. None of us are robots. Even the most severely demonized people I've met still have a will. They could still choose to believe. She chose not to believe because, well, multiple reasons, but she chose not to believe. And for more than 20 years, I have evangelized my friends among many various cults, from Christian scientists to the Jehovah Witnesses to the Mormons. And I've seen many escape through these mind-controlling cults to gloriously being converted by the Lord Jesus Christ. I completely understand the mind-binding spirits at work. Remember, part of my testimony is I was free from the powers of the Illuminati. I understand how mind control works. I was under mind control. My mother and I were on the phone just a few days ago talking about this very subject, about mind control, the powers of mind control. My mother, myself, my sister, our family was under the powers of mind control. But I'm here to tell you there is a solution to the mind control. There is a means to break the hold, and that is through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. I know of the liberating power. I know the liberating power of Jesus Christ to set man free. The signs and wonders that Christy saw on this night cannot be denied. And besides, she even confessed. She confessed with a distraught, very distraught heart. I do not have the power to drive out demons. Her Jesus just doesn't give her the power, my friends. There's much more I want to share with you about this encounter, this this battle with the powers of darkness on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. What's up? This is Toby Mack with a story of two more real-life Jesus freaks from The Voice of the Martyrs. At first, the judge offered Nunilo and Elodia good Muslim husbands if they would recant Jesus. Then the two sisters were threatened with death. They responded, The transient riches of this world which you offer have no appeal. We count them as manure and loss that we might gain Christ. As for death, this final terror is a thing not to be feared but desired because through it we go without delay to heaven and to Christ, our bridegroom. The judge ordered these 9th century women to be executed by the sword. May their words inspire all of us today. For more, go online to persecution.com. 
is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural, Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the second demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. 
he also drove out many demons because he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. That evening, after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. Jesus encountered the demon-possessed quite often in his ministry, earthly ministry. One-third of his ministry was battling the powers of darkness, battling Satan and his evil spirits. And that's what this broadcast is about. Each and every day, we're here to confront the powers of darkness with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. With the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And tonight, we're going to continue to discuss, as we did in the first segment of this broadcast... We're going to continue discussing the battles with darkness on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience Deliverance. Michael Tate with news about another real-life Jesus freak. It's 1886, Uganda. Bruno Sarunkamo leads a group facing death for one reason alone. Their faith in Jesus is a threat to local authorities. But before he is burned to death, he makes a prophecy that many of his persecutors don't take seriously. Bruno says, We are going to heaven. A fountain fed from many springs will never dry up. When we are gone, others will rise up in our place. Bruno was right. Since then, many in Uganda have come to Christ, and many have been martyred. But like a fountain, God continues to raise up believers so that more and more can join Bruno in eternity. Get a global perspective from the voice of the martyrs. Go online to persecution.com. exorcism I had with this young man, Chad, and his friend, this 24-year-old Mormon by the name of Christy, was extraordinary in the sense that here Christy, because she was a Mormon, embraced a false Jesus. There's, just, there's no way around that, my friend. She embraced a false Jesus. A false Jesus. And she, she, she confessed in the midst of the exorcism meeting with a very distraught heart, she says, I do not have the power to drive out demons. And I spent some time talking to Christy and pleaded with her to consider what was, what was at stake. To either go along with the demons that were at this time telling her not to listen to all this talk about Jesus being God. Just 
And they were just saying, just follow us and we will, we will allow you to fornicate. Or she had to surrender to the lordship of Jesus Christ, which the demons constantly referred to as being a heavy load. Isn't that interesting? They, the demons, told <laughs> the demons told this young lady that it would be a heavy load to surrender to the lordship of Jesus Christ. They're liars. They're liars, my friend. For Jesus spoke in Matthew 11. He says, come unto me, all who are weary and burdensome, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble and hard. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, the world will tell you that following Jesus Christ is, is, is impossible. That's all, or it, virtually impossible. Maybe perhaps a few select saints out in the world that can accomplish surrendering to Jesus Christ, but most people can never do this. But Jesus so clearly taught in the Gospel of Matthew, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Having the Lord Jesus within your life is not going to be a burden. It's going to ease things. It's going to give you peace. It's going to give you joy. It's going to give the indwelling presence of God's love in your heart. Now, you could reject Jesus and, and choose the things of the world. Yes, there are seasons of pleasure in the world. That's why people do it, because there is pleasure in the things of the world. That's why people carouse, and there's, there's, there's drunkenness, there's orgies, and so much more in the kingdom of darkness. And the flesh loves it. The carnal mind loves it, but I'm ultimately, though, it's going to lead to de devastation. It's going to ultimately lead to despair and dread, demons, and spiritual death. For the wages of sin is death. There will be a payback. There will be a payback, my friends, one day, and it will be death. Sin will lead to spiritual death. But the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ, the scripture tells us. You know, sadly, Chrissy said, while the demons were laughing insanely as, as they ranted about controlling large segments of the population of Utah with Mormonism, that she was not ready to place her life, her faith in the hands of Jesus. I mean, the mind control was so deep within her, as for generations, her ancestors had denied the truth of the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ, thus opening many doors to the bloodline to satanic spirits. But at least, at the very least, Christy now knows. She now knows because she saw the demons that we battled with, and she saw that we had the power over them in the name of Jesus, who's God in the flesh. And she knows where to turn for true life. So we continue to battle this spirit called blasphemy inside this young man. And the spirit was being overcome by the mighty wonder of God. And many, many demonic spirits surface, including fornication, loneliness, abandonment, lewdness, python, rejection, self-hatred, false doctrine, Buddhism, religious pride, rage, and many others. 
As I confronted the spirit of Buddhism, another young man in the meeting manifested demons that were violent and quite active at times. And a pastor friend of mine that joined me began to deal with them. Aaron surfaced spirits of failure, depression, lust, jealousy, pain, sickness, hate, and others. But they were screaming the fact that the demons of Buddhism within Chad were that much stronger than the demons within him. As the spirits of Buddhism has captured over one billion or more to false doctrine. We're speaking of billions of people involved in one way or another in Buddhism. Billions more embrace Islam, Hinduism, and animism. You know, both of these young men were quite sick and experiencing a number of infirmities. However, God was gracious and loving, and he allowed us to minister to them, leading them to repentance, healing, and deliverance. And with God's Holy angels assisting us in restraining the demons. I called the demons to pronounce their doom, which they did, and off to the pit they went in Jesus' name. Chad was finally free and said, I feel peace, Jay. I feel so much lighter. I am delivered by Jesus. You should have seen his face shine as these forces of evil were driven out of his body. He was radiating in relief and comfort in the glorious presence of God. My pastor friend expelled many demons out of Aaron, and he was set free from the chains of bondages. And and I remember him exclaiming, he says, why didn't anyone tell me these things were demons? So I speak to you, the church. Do you reach out to those in darkness and offer some kind of relief? You should. We have the power of Jesus Christ to set the captives free. Perhaps you're a pastor. You're a minister of some sort. You have the responsibility to reach out. You know, as a fellow pastor, evangelist, and and, and, an apostle, overseer of churches, I had the responsibility to ensure hurting people have the opportunity to be delivered. It's the responsibility of the church. And we ought to be about winning people to Jesus Christ, casting out demons and healing the second. I would encourage you, my friends, to get involved in this war, to get involved in this battle. Remember, we're on the winning side. You're not going to lose this battle. Oh, there's much more to share about these these battles that we have with the powers of darkness. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. up this is michael tate with the story of two jesus freaks one real life one fictional the main character in the allegory the pilgrim's progress is named christian millions of believers have been inspired by his perseverance as he journeys from the city of destruction to the celestial city encountering many pitfalls along the way but did you know the author john bunyan had his own challenges too he served 12 years in prison for preaching without a license But it was there that he was inspired to write that life-changing allegory. Bunyan once said, I never knew all there was in the Bible until I spent those years in jail. I was constantly finding new treasures. 
Will you stand with the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. Sunday, I would encourage you, October the 27th and 28th, Church of the Cross Public Deliverance Mission in Waco, Texas, which is just outside of Dallas at the Homewood Suites Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5620 Legend Lake Parkway in Waco. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. Sunday service starts at 5 p.m. And we encourage everyone listening to this broadcast to invite a family member, a friend, to get to these meetings so you can experience the supernatural like you've never experienced before. That's October 27th. That's this Saturday. This Sunday, the October 28th, Church of the Cross, Public Deliverance Mission, where we meet at the Homewood Suites in the boardroom meeting hall, 5620 Legend Lake Parkway in Waco. November the 3rd, Public Deliverance Mission in Atlanta, Georgia, Hampton Inn and Suites, International Boardroom Meeting Hall, 161 Spring Street, Northwest, in Atlanta, Georgia. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. So all my friends in the East Coast, in North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, uh, down in Florida, everywhere in Georgia, I would encourage you, Mississippi, Alabama, get, just get to the meetings. Get to these meetings, November the 3rd. International Boardroom Meeting Hall at the Hampton Inn and Suites in downtown Atlanta. Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. That's November the 3rd. November the 4th. I really enjoy visiting Grand Rapids. I have some beautiful friends who uh, who pray for this and support this ministry. And it's one of my favorite places to visit. Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm going to be at Nor- uh, November the 4th. I'll be in Grand Rapids, Michigan at the Hampton Inn Suites in the Boardroom Meeting Hall, 5200 28th Street Southeast in beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan. And then November the 17th, I'm going to be in South Florida in the Fort Lauderdale, Penbrook, Pines area. I'm going to be at the Hampton Inn Boardroom Meeting Hall, 1900 Northwest, 150th Avenue in Penbrook, Pines, Saturday service starts at 5 p.m. Now, I'm going to be holding personal ministry sessions from November 14th through the 16th in Florida. If you need more information, just contact me at j at jbartlett.org, j-a-y at jbartlett.org. We want to see you set free. We will be conducting public exorcism services. Now, if you have an opportunity, I would really encourage you. I really believe you'd be blessed. If you go to my website, jbartlett.org, jbartlett.org, I've written nearly 40 volumes that have literally been distributed throughout the world. I've written a 577-page book on the subject of miracles that has, gla- that has gained global attention and has truly inspired the body of Christ to believe all things are possible with God. Is available at my website, jbartlett.org, and it's available for free to download. This 577-page book, along with 30-some other volumes, ranging from, from I, I, I write on a variety of different topics and issues. 
from the occult to demonism to exorcism to spiritual warfare, theology, discussing the essentials of the Christian faith, comparing the essentials of the Christian faith to the major false religious belief systems, the alternative spiritual movements that we have in our day. More than, more than 30 volumes I've written over the years, 25 years of ministry. They can all be located, and most of them are, are available for free to download at jbartlett.org. jbartlett.org. And I'll encourage you, get a hold of the material. I believe it will inspire you, it will bless you, it will encourage you. I'll be right back after this brief intermission.
What's up? This is Toby Mack with a story of real-life Jesus freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. Jesus' command in Matthew chapter 25 to visit those in prison leads most of us to imagine convicted inmates serving time in a local jail cell. We rarely consider the thousands of persecuted Christians imprisoned around the world this very day. Their only crime may have been owning a Bible, attending an underground church service, or proclaiming the gospel. Their prison may be a crude dungeon or a filthy hole in the ground. Their only visitors are diseased vermin and brutal guards. Suddenly, Jesus' mandate to remember those in prison takes on a whole new meaning. For more, go online to persecution.com. some of the supernatural power encounters on video. And you can watch for yourself and experience the supernatural. If you go to jbartlett.org, you'll find powerful, powerful videos, actual exorcisms I've conducted, testimonies of people experiencing extraordinary healing and deliverance and seeing the risen Jesus. And I, we even have some raw video footage of me conducting open-air meetings. As I look at the at the website, if you go to jbartlett.org, You'll find many videos. One's titled Animal Demonic Spirits Driven Out in New York City. We have one uh, video on a testimony of Hindu demons being cast out in New York City. I have a video that includes our ministry in Belize in Central America, which includes a testimony from a from an older lady that was set free from after forty nine years, nearly half a century of demonic attacks. There's a uh, video on an exorcism that we conducted where generational Jezebel spirits were defeated. Uh, You'll find a video of me being in Canada dealing with Islamic spirits that confessed the defeat, their defeat. There's even video footage from the Islamic Republic of Pakistan where people were uh, testifying of healing and, and deliverance. And there's an extraordinary testimony from a young lady that we ministered to in Australia. The title was, Healed in Australia, 10,000 Parts of Her Broken Heart Merge. Incredible testimony we call on video. And that's just a few. I mean, we have more than 100 videos available to view at our website, jbartlett.org. So if you have an opportunity, get to that website today and enjoy the books. Be inspired. Be encouraged. Be motivated to live for Jesus Christ. God wants to use you, my friend. God desires to use you in his kingdom. We need warriors to do these to conduct these these missions to win people to Jesus Christ, to heal the sick, to cast out evil spirits, to battle the powers of darkness. I've had extraordinary battles with darkness. Yes, in each and every one. They're intense. There's a lot of mystery involved. There's much we don't know about the demonic world. But I do know this. 
Jesus wins. <laughs> Jesus wins, my friends, and that's all that matters. You're on the winning side. Remember the words under the inspiration of the the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the, of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle uh, John, rather, wrote in 1 John 4, 4, that he that is in us, Jesus Christ is in us, is greater than he that is in the world. Never forget that. We have the victory over darkness. I bless you, my friends, in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <laughs>